0: You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on no, 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 Oh, you are no, such no, 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 a suck-up. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This, this is, is the Jabberknocker
1: What's up, jobbers, and welcome to the latest edition of the Knocker Podcast. As always, is Nestle Mini. Alongside for the ride is a man who already has a thank you Nestle tattoo on his chest, JC. That would be a
0: cold day in hell. I can tell you that, because uh, no, there's your name. Your name is not going anywhere on this temple. Okay. Temple. First temple. of all, not a not a big needles guy. So even if I wanted a tattoo, it might be tough for me to get. And if I did get one, there would be no crunchify me, Captain, on my sensitive, very sensitive skin.
1: Very sensitive skin. It is.
0: Every. I mean, you see me burn and shit. Like my fucking sensitive to everything. Rock baby. lobster comes to mind. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, Well, WrestleMania, yeah. we, we're talking about summer you know what happens during the summer summer slam summer slam here i am thinking summer slam is the end of next month but you just told me it's august 5th that's in like two weeks two three weeks so uh we're ramping up and uh the card's starting to take shape so we're gonna get in all that nestlemania of course we're gonna hit on the week that was the week that is the week that it's always gonna be uh but should we start in the shine
1: it's always time to go in the shine. Let's do always it. Always in
0: the shine, especially on July 18th, because Nestlemania. Birthdays with JC. Happy birthday to always in my shine, Mandy Rose. It is her birthday today. She is an absolute stud. Today is the day of Mandy. July 18th, should probably, everybody should get the day off work to celebrate it. It should be called Shine Day. Shine Day? Shine Day. It's Mandy okay. Rose's birthday, always in the shine, baby. How old? How old is she? i don't know i don't ask woman her age why would you do it's that it's not a thing anymore don't worry about I, it no, I, ain't, I ain't doing it i ain't doing it she's uh she's an age of a uh, number i have, actually i honestly have no idea but i think she's close to my age a couple years younger maybe i don't know i don't know
1: well she's probably at least 30 okay so we'll she's definitely
0: definitely 30 uh that is a fact uh 30 the messlemania the shine uh you know what else is in the shine how about I'm going to start with this. And I don't care because I know sometimes you are anti-fun and you shit on fun. But I am starting this program with the title of this program. The Vikings rule match was super hot fire. Because WrestleMania. this is what I appreciate about WWE. When they go all in on something, it works. Like they had the ring with the fucking Viking boat on it. They had the little shields all around the ring. They gave this match the treatment. They gave it time. These four men fucking put on a show. Maxine and Valhalla did their job with the little spot with Maxine finally getting her varsity jacket and immediately being gored through a table. This match had it all in terms of fun and entertainment, quality wrestling. And you know what? the viking raiders probably got one of their biggest wins in i don't know what year or two so that's a positive for them we know the shoosh team is over like Rover, so they can take the l's but honestly messlemania this is one of my favorite things of the week and it deserves to start this random week of wrestling as the number one thing to shine following mandy rose's birthday
1: you know what's funny as i look at my ipad i i too was gonna put this in the shine right off the bat it's so Proud of you. I I actually I actually wrote in big fucking letters. I can't put it because it won't happen. I just put fucking a right. Like I just I that was an old thing me and my friends used to just yell when we love something. Fucking a right. um I love this for obvious reasons, but then there were things that we didn't discuss that I was just just so excited about, which I thought was hysterical. It was like the Maxine jacket getting through. Like she gets the jacket, the thank you pop, then she goes through. Valhalla did a good job on that. The whole thing about like Gable's on fire. Otis is on fire. The Vikings were on fire. The fact that he just slams out of nowhere, just Ivar, it was fucking studly. And then like everything just kept happening. And like, so this is something that only I would know because I'm a fucking nerd. But when, you know, Otis does the fucking worm and he gets up and he, he yells, come on. Yeah. That's a Neil Diamond reference from a movie called saving Silverman. And I just, burst out laughing because it's the most obscure thing ever ever so i just thought that was hysterical and then is that, I is just, that like a real thing that's like a real thing coming to yeah yeah because yeah, that's what it, okay. neil diamond neil diamond says that during songs like come on a it's what he does it's a neil diamond thing check it out I wish I was making it up. It's not. It's a real thing. Coming to no, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a good fun fact. It's a fun fact. Billy knows what it is because Billy knows everything. But oh, and, Billy's but, the but, king of references. So yeah, it is. And then finally, here's the thing that I did not expect to put in my shine, JC, because it's in the beginning of our our uh, <laughs> of our intro. Titus O'Neil on commentary. <laughs> hurra, 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 hurra. If there was ever a time, I needed you to bark like a dog. That was it. And he didn't do it. I just started dying. I was like...
0: The, the, their reasoning for putting him on commentary was fucking hilarious. It's like, you were part of the first like you drove out. Like, this is the random reason to put Titus on TV after like two years.
1: <laughs> the, I, the thing is, is you know what's funny? Like, I, I As much as I don't like Titus O'Neil wrestling, there's something very hilarious about him. Doing He's, He's entertaining, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was like it, it, it didn't take away from the match at all, which I was I was shocked by. My face started to melt. I'm like, I'm enjoying this match and I'm not putting it on mute. Like, this is bizarre to me. But overall, the Viking Raiders won, which should have happened because we're not done with this yet. It was fucking haha, fucking gaga, fucking slamming tables, the whole kit and caboodle. Like, I'm sure I'm forgetting shit that I enjoyed. But here's here's a hot take. I think this match. Was the best match of the week? It's tough because the when other does one... the
0: week start. Is it like our week? Are we going Wednesday through Tuesday? Is it like the yeah, job so it, our week? week? Our week. Oh boy, we might. Well, you know what? We can go there right now because WrestleMania, <laughs> there's a little match, and I say little because uh you know it was like an hour, but the uh the tag team title match, two out of three falls on collision between FTR and the Bullet Club Gold. I also thought was super hot fire, obviously for different reasons. This was a fucking tag team wrestling masterpiece, especially. I think it was like I was texting with our boy, Dom. He hadn't watched it yet, but I think it was like I from pretty much like I think like the first after the first half hour on, I was glued to my TV. I couldn't look away because a lot of the times like you're watching the match, and you know, you're in for a marathon. So they're doing a lot of the stuff like I'm enjoying it. I'm paying attention. But then you start to get to the point like, oh, maybe it might end soon. Obviously, it didn't for like a half hour after that, but I was literally glued. I thought they made all the spots feel special. We obviously know technically these four guys are fucking absolute studs, uh, but I thought the falsies were well done. I thought the storytelling in this match was good. Uh, Like I said last week, I'm not a big fan of like throwing this match a week after they just had the match before, but I quickly forgot about that because I thought legit this was – Probably the best tag team match in AEW in a long time for a company that likes to pride themselves in tag team wrestling. And what I really have enjoyed about the addition of Collision and FTR being a focal point there is like I really feel like they're elevating these titles in that division because they're getting that time on Collision that you just wouldn't get on Dynamite because of all the stuff that goes on. And I think that's why like I've been enjoying Collision so much is you're giving some of these other acts that deserve to be get the treatment like their main event quality. And you can do that with the extra show. Obviously, WWE's been doing that forever. That's why I have the brand split. Uh, but, man, this versus the Vikings rules match, I mean, you're like tugging on the two different parts of my body of why why I love things. So to make me choose isn't fair. I'll put the freaking, – I'll put this one as 1A and I'll put the Vikings rules as 1B as a cop-out, but – but man, I can't, I can't shit on you saying that you like the Vikings-Rolls match better because I fucking love that match too. But I think we were spoiled by tag team wrestling this week, and as a tag team guy, I love that.
1: I, I did love it, but the thing was, is I, just as much as you said when I was sitting there, I'm like, holy shit, this thing's gonna go on out. Like the minute the first fall happened, I'm like, this is going an hour. And the then,
0: first all that happened to like forty minutes in.
1: I know, and <laughs> then I was just like, holy shit. And then the part, the part that had me like glued to this, and again, it was a great match. I love, I love me some smash mouth wrestling, but when they went over the barricade and it looked like Jay White had they'd fucking domed himself. Yeah. That's when I was like, let's wrap this up so nobody hurts themselves. And then they kept fucking going. And I went to I, in my head, I went, This is insane. And and the other part about it was the collision was so well paced after that. Yeah. Like I and I didn't expect it to be based on everything else that was Tony's not
0: Tony. Like he's overseeing the show, but he's not running this show. The show is just so different. I don't know who it is, but whoever it is, like, I
1: love you. It's bizarre to me because then like, so they have that match and it's not like technically over. Like, it's just like, Oh God. Like, and then I felt bad for anybody that had to follow that, which is really the hardest part is following that. And of course they had battle the belts. We can talk about later, but it, but again, I jokingly, half jokingly said that the the Viking Raiders match or the Viking Rules match was better, but again, like you said, two spectrums, two different ends of the yeah. spectrum here. Where you, if you like your ha ha Gaga versus you like your Smash Mouth real tag team wrestling. The one thing I will say is the juice, the or as you called them, the white juice. I think is what you called them. They're not really a tag team but bullet club
0: gold is their official name.
1: I believe I wish they weren't bullet club gold. Cause I'm fatigued by bullet club at this point. I feel like it just keeps happening. Like there was NWO yeah. silver at the end. It was just like, let's stop.
0: Also. It's yeah. like bullet club gold. I mean, they have the guns now too, technically, yeah.
1: but it just, but, the, still but the bang bang gang sounds cooler to me. The bang bang gang is way cooler. And I way love the cooler. guns. So. Yeah. It works. The guns, yeah. bang, the, bang, 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 the bang bang gang. And yeah. just the fact that like, just watching juice Robinson be like, yeah, bang, bang! like I just, it just makes sense. It, Juice Robinson has become a top 25 wrestler, in my opinion, right wow. now, right now, wow. right now. Currently. I mean, this, these are the, what you're saying is
0: what I used to say about CJ Parker and NXT. Yeah. One of the most underrated NXT wrestlers of all time, CJ Parker. If you want to watch some OG NXT, that motherfucker was for a guy that like literally left because he wanted to be more a wrestler than entertainers. Like, dude, you are a great entertainer. And we're starting to see some of that range here. But I guess my next question is, is, uh, mainly about jay white because obviously i wouldn't say we're both haters but we're both kind of like people that just like see the hype and just kind of scoff at it um i i obviously think at some point like he needs to they need to try the singles run with him because it feels like they're kind of underutilizing if what of what he people really believe he could be uh but i'm curious if like your takes have changed at all obviously as a wrestler like i see it more and more like this guy's range and ability and his in-ring charisma i think is stronger than i anticipated, but. I don't know if I'm
1: fully there yet, but I'm curious if your uh ideas of him have changed at all. No, but I will say this much. I can foresee if they made another title or if they had a, a exclusive, you know, singles title on, the on CM Clinton. Punk title in the bag? Yeah, the bag, the fucking bag title. No, or or even even the international title, if he's the one to take it off Orange Cassidy. You know what I mean? Like I could see that. Okay. So you're if, seeing him as a med card, card guy right now. I'm seeing him as the the workhorsey kind of always doing something guy. I'm not seeing him as the guy that people pay tickets and get everybody in the van to come see you. I don't see that that yet. I think that he's, he's definitely valuable, absolutely valuable, but he's not to me. I think this is the problem where if you talk to a Conway, a Dom or anybody else that loves new Japan, to a certain extent you have goggles on. Right. So I mean, like even for us, we have goggles for people too, where we're just like, you know, we're homers for these people. So, when they transfer over and they do something, it's it, it's it's unrealistic to expect them to be on that level from where they were. They have to go down before they can go back up again. So I'm not saying it's irrelevant or that he's he's not going to do something. He clearly can, but he's got to work his way back up. And if we're being completely honest, AEW still is incredibly top heavy, and yeah. they haven't done it's, If they haven't learned from WCW, it's incredibly top heavy. And the further we go down, the less depth we have in terms of, in my opinion, quality wrestling after the upper middle card. Because the middle card to lower middle card is the biggest problem I see going forward. The upper middle card to the top, tippy top, fine. The tiffy top? Tiffy
0: top. The tiffy top. Yes. Uh, Well, I do want to transition off that because another guy who I think uh, people like to push it way up too far up the card way too soon. Well, he's finally starting to get his shine because baby, they ran a promo for the Fatal 4-Way coming up at SmackDown this week. One man didn't have to be in the promo because one man, yeah, got to cut his promo in front of the live crowd. Yeah, because he's so fucking over and he's the uncrowned US champ. Yeah, man. I just, this is what, I mean, this is my hope a couple weeks ago with LA Knight was to set up him in theory. I'm like, climb the ladder, man. I don't, I don't want you fucking like you know, taking the elevator straight to the top. You got to earn it, especially with a guy like this. And it seems like they're committed to that. Triple H is hinted at that. And this is the next step for him, I think. So I expect him to win on Friday. Yeah. I expect him to beat Santos. Yeah. And I expect him to go on to face Austin Theory at SummerSlam and beat him. If not at SummerSlam, soon after SummerSlam. Yeah. New U.S. champ. Yeah. Because you know what? Climbing the ladder, baby. The it LA
1: Nightway. It would be an absolute travesty. And I know they know that. But I feel like. When I was watching SmackDown, all I could think about was he made it sound like he wasn't in it, and then he is. So it was bizarre. Well, they, they, to me. Had
0: the, they had the three promo and then he came out. So, but yeah. it was it was weird because he wasn't in this first one. And everyone was like, "What the hell?" And it's like, "Okay, well, it's two different matches." And they start running the promo. I'm like, "Okay, Ray Mysterio. Okay, Sheamus. Okay, whoever the third person was." And then I'm like. Wait, there's only three. And then all of a sudden, you hear that. Bow, bow, bow. His fucking music is so good, too. It's just like, this guy, it's just everything about the way he acts just works. And I just like, ugh. I mean, crowd reactions like that, it's just like right here, him and Cody, baby. And the crowd
1: reactions like shit like that, just there's nothing like it. See, I was under the impression, and again, I'm wrong, but like I was under the impression that he wouldn't win this just to prolong it. Santos theory at Summerslam, though I just I, I think no, no, like, whoever, he, who, no, whoever, whoever beats whoever oh, okay. beats you know what I mean like yeah I, would, I, just, I,
0: I could see them running Mysterio theory, but it just I don't know. To me, it just I think LA Knight's the guy to beat theory. So maybe you set it up at Summerslam and he gets screwed somehow, like by for some reason, like where theory cheats and like you set it up. I could see them prolonging it that way, but I think it's just. Especially at the point where they are with him, where it seems like they've kind of like kept the lid on him for so now, Sirlan. Now they're starting to open it. It's like he needs to be booked on your like one of your top shows of the year, and I think the, the theory match is perfect, whether he wins or loses. So. I would be shocked if he doesn't come out on top of this tournament.
1: It's a great way to open the show, too. If 100%. So that's like the easiest. The, it's a slam dunk if they do it. I that that is how you get the crowd hot right out yeah. of the gate.
0: It's also the guy that WWE chose versus the guy the crowd chose. And that stuff, that's always fucking boom. That's a boiling pot right there. So,
1: All right. All right. I'm in.
0: What else you got? Uh, I mentioned his name, but I mean, emotional Cody, man. I love emotional Cody because he just comes out and he has a look on his face. I'm just like, mm, I want to give you a fucking hug, man. I fucking, this man, I would, I like, there aren't too many people that I would literally run through a wall for, but fucking Cody Rhodes, man. He is just, a, I mean, God, he just, you can tell like he's just watched every inspirational speaker of all time in every field and just fucking boom. It just hits the notes. He's obviously in front of his hometown, yada, yada, yada. Did the standard, pretty much what he's been doing for four months. He calls out Brock Lesnar. doesn't come out. He's all emotional in front of his mama who's there. Brock comes out. woo fight, fight, fight. Cody does a little stop walk that you love and <laughs> gets beaten up. But it's just like – it's literally like they don't even have to try with him. They just be like, hey, Cody, we're going to give you a mic. Go talky-talk and do a little brawl with Brock. They've literally been doing it for four months and it doesn't get old. And it's just like – Man, it's just like I'm just waiting. Like, is there ever gonna be a time where this cools? It isn't anytime soon. Cause it's just like, I mean, he has a documentary coming out on peacock. You should have seen my peacock that went straight up when I saw that was happening. Like,
1: ah. did you get an advanced screening because you work for the cock? I mean, I fucking wish. Be the first yeah. nice thing that company did for me. Yikes. Uh the one thing I will say, it was really funny to me that he like basically. I don't blame it because when parents are involved, it's always like it's a hit or miss thing. And like his mother was like, you suck. And then she looked right at the camera like, did I do it right? It was just so like, it was hysterical. I mean, you can't blame her. She's not a she's not a trained professional, but you know, it's 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 hysterical in, in a certain way. But I'm curious to see if they do some type of stipulation. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Someone said bull rope. I'll see if that's a thing. I got to do something. There's the third match is the payoff. There's going to be a stipulation. I don't know. I, it's, it's tough because. I almost, it, it, unless it's a fight pit, which I don't think is going to happen, if they do a stipulation here, I feel like they're kind of pigeonholing them in a way. Like, unless it's like an they brawl everywhere kind of thing. A false but. count anywhere type thing. Cause I, I think, like,
0: I think the thing that makes the most sense to me is some sort of false count anywhere because all their brawls have been going all over the place. But I mean, who knows? They might, if they do a fucking steel cage, I'll be so mad. It'll, they'll still make it great, but lo- please no. <laughs> we already, no.
1: Okay. That's fine.
0: Anything else you want to talk about that's shine worthy? Oh, I'm curious uh, because I have like one more thing that I, I thought was really cool. I mean, how we got there, maybe not, but I mean, our girl, Chelsea green is a champion. Sonya Deville after what is it? Eight to 10 years. Eight years. She finally got a picture with triple H baby. She's a champion, like upset special. They win the tag titles. Cause Rhea took out Raquel backstage. Cause I mean, that's where it was heading. So But, I mean, these titles have been hot potato, hot potato. But my counter to that would be like, you know what? As much as I don't love hot potato stuff, these things have been featured as much, if not more, than every other title on this damn roster in terms of being defended, TV time, segments, matches. So, I mean, that's a positive for the division. Even though we have new champs every week, it's like, well, that means they're on TV and being defended every week. So, it's one of those, like, juggling acts. But I think it's a positive. Those two women in particular are champions.
1: I was very excited that they won. I didn't know I I saw her, I got spoiled for me, which sucked. But I was very excited for both of them because they've obviously done a lot of work. We've talked about Chelsea Green being the best rehire since. Um, Sonia Deville has been amazing. We know that. So I was happy to see them get that. Um, they had matching gear, they looked like the part it, the, the but to me, the best part of the entire thing was the celebration afterwards where Chelsea started thanking everybody, and Sonia was like, knock it off. Knock She's it like, off. Stop
0: it, stop it. Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. publicist.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I that's the stuff that I eat up. Like it's you, little, it's the little things with her. She does all the little things characterized. It's so much more entertaining to me when you can do that stuff. Like to me, that's the longevity. That is the E in WWE. So, like when she does that, I went like this fucking chick gets it. Like, she just understands her role, her purpose, and stuff. And again, she's worked very hard and had so many doors slammed in her face. So to see her win that, that was really, really cool. And again, I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't, I have a feeling that the women's tag titles and the men's tag titles are going to be left off at SummerSlam. That's my feeling right now.
0: Mm, the women's tag titles, I think, definitely will be. I think that's why they've got featured uh, here, because, it, I mean, it feels like we're headed to Raquel Rhea. Um, or it feels that way, so... And then, like we said, they were featured on the last pay-per-view where both women's singles titles were not. So it's one of those, like, I don't need everything defended at, you know what, they can have, maybe they'll have a match either before SummerSlam or after SummerSlam on the go-home or the the after show, which I think is fine. Uh, The men's tag titles, it's interesting, because obviously we had the impromptu uh, on Monday, that being for the titles. But to not have Sammy and KO booked in a match at SummerSlam after they main-evented WrestleMania...
1: I don't know if they can get away with that, so I'm. I think they'll probably have something for them. I just feel like they don't have a storyline after Monday. You know what I mean? I, I I look at it like, besides Monday, in my opinion, they haven't lived up to their expectations. At least well, they haven't really is. had
0: feuds. They they right. kind of been sitting with Imperium, but it's just been like
1: they've been just slapping those two around. So it just feels like you come off a red hot win of WrestleMania and it just feels like you, I think you mentioned it. It just feels like it just kind of just went downhill after that. And when I I watched Monday, I was like, okay, this is a cool tag match. I'm glad everybody's having a good time. And of course, baby faces win the end, send them home happy. But then I could, I thought to myself and went, I almost kind of forgot they were tag champions for a second. You know what I mean? And I think that's bad. I mean, it's hard to forget when they're wearing that jewelry, the fucking No, I know. But I meant like, I, I, but I meant like, it doesn't come to mind. Like it's not front and center. So, it's hard for me to enjoy it because all I can think about is like they haven't had that signature win. They haven't had that signature feud yet. And I feel like we're I feel like we're either very close to them losing it or semi-close to losing it.
0: Well, that's why I felt like it kind of made sense, maybe if they did drop into the judgment day, but it's still, it's still weird to me that they have the two separate belts, which are clearly Raw and SmackDown. It's like one of those, like, are you are these gonna stay combined and are you just gonna do new belts or are you gonna split them again at some point and just I think it's like what we talked about with the women's singles titles until they kind of like clear that up for us. It's weird. And like, yeah, they've had some good matches and obviously they, they had a little feud with pretty deadly and they have stuff here and there, but yeah, they haven't had like that signature thing. I think part of it is because even though they beat the Usos at WrestleMania, we know the Usos are the best tag team in WWE and they've been having their own tag team feud with Roman and solo. So I think that like, just kind of like takes away from it a little bit and it just, it feels like, I don't know. it just, There's a lot of, there's more tag teams. I feel like right now in WWE in the main roster than there has been in like a decade, but it doesn't feel like they're doing a good job showcasing the division yet.
1: I don't think there's a good feeling. And like, we love Gable. We love Otis. The Viking Raiders are serviceable. We know the, the, the profits are there. We know like all these tag teams, Imperium and so on and so on and so on. But after a while, much like Roman reigns has ran through rough shot over everybody, you get to a point of like there's not that many tag teams. there might be twelve total, but how many do you really take seriously after all of that? You know, and I think that's the hardest part is like it's a deep well, but will you? sit there and go, Oh, I want to see this matchup because I haven't seen anything get too personal yet. With I them. mean, I, I am glad they got to wrestle pretty
0: deadly. I am glad they've got to have matches with Imperium because those are the ones I wanted to see. I think a lot of people want to see Ciampa Gargano. I just think that reunion reunion is probably too far away that we'll miss that. The only other feud that I mean, and like it just like I do, it's not, it's weird because it feels like the Street Pots Street Profits haven't vied for been vying for the title, and when the Usos were champions, it feels like they were vying for the title every month. So it's weird when you have that top tag team there. But, yeah, no, it is – It is. It's, there's a lot of – I know what you mean. There's a lot of quantity. Maybe not so much they've done a good job with the quality, and that's kind of what I'm getting at because I feel like they haven't – the division just hasn't been a focus because a lot of it like, has been like, oh, them being friends with Riddle and doing these six-mans and this and that, and and they've been involved in singles matches, fighting Gunther and stuff. So that is the problem when you have two solo stars together as a tag team, even though I know these guys have a lot of history and we've always wanted to see them as a tag team. it just – I don't know. They need to figure out what they're doing with the titles,
1: like we were talking about before. That's To me, I think that would go a long way. Moving on to something that I actually really enjoyed. I'm sure this could be a teeter-totter for you, but I just wanted to say that I thought that the backstage segment with Rollins having the interview cut by Finn Balor and that brawl, for me, it brought me back to when I was a kid, watching Superstars on Fox 25 when I was a kid, getting these backstage things that felt like an 80s and 90s gritty feel of like, Okay, this is really amazing. And I think the reason I want to put it in the shine here was this is the first time where I thought to myself, wow, they're doing a really good job creating the importance of this championship that isn't important yet. And I think that's why I was I, I wasn't hesitant to put this in the shine for me. So I like it in the shine for a different reason, because I thought they made
0: this rematch make sense. And they kind of really sold me on it still being personal, especially for Finn, because him battling his inner demons. I said this before when this feud started. I'm like, the Finn part to me is the most interesting part because of what he's trying to battle. And obviously, it led to some issues with Priest. And obviously, we know when they do this match, Priest Money in the Bank is going to be the cloud over this match, which is why it's intriguing, why they wanted a SummerSlam. But the backstage segment really sold me because you like I thought Finn did Seth both did a really good job just selling like the disdain and the rivalry they have together. I'm okay. I buy that. And to me, honestly, like the championship felt secondary to me in this situation. I know it was there and obviously that's what Finn wants, but it was just like, the rivalry, like the Seth Finn thing, because they're always going to be connected through the beginning of the Universal title and how that went down. And I like that that's still a thing and that's something that Finn still kind of holds to him. And also, I think I mentioned this last week, too, like imagine if Finn does get the win and Damien immediately cashes in on him and Finn has yet another like two second world title reign. Oh, man, like that would that to me like that. That's just good storytelling. So, I think they had, they sold me on this rematch, which was something
1: I think they had to do. And that's why I really like this segment. So, my question to you is if we know whenever there's a Roman Reigns on a card, I feel like they wouldn't have Damian Priest cash in. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like in order for Damian Priest to cash in on Finn Balor, it'd have to be the last thing we see. Cause if it's in the middle of the card somewhere or the beginning of the card, I feel like what are we doing? You know what I That's mean? Like
0: a, it's it, an interesting point, but I just think the nature of this title, and I know we joke about the consolation prize, like whatever, but it just, this isn't the main event title in WWE. Like it's the, it can be the main event of raw, but it actually isn't even the main event of raw. The main event of raw is Cody fucking Rhodes. So it's just like, in general, this is the second, it's just kind of how like a lot of the times, like one of the other world titles always felt like the secondary one, depending on how it was. It just, it's, I could see them doing it, um, cause obviously we know Roman J's main event in SummerSlam would be, it'd be insane if it didn't, um, I would think that maybe that they do put the second to last like they did in the past one, but they could put Brock Cody second to last and how they could fucking start SummerSlam with this shit, man. Have freaking ses music hits first, do what I hate champion comes up first and start the crowd red hot. But yeah, I, I think it's an interesting point because I think the cash in on raw would be more effective. But I also think, I feel like they're really trying to make a star moment for Damian Priest and you have way more eyes out of pay-per-view like SummerSlam. So I feel like that is more of the move. But I mean, because do you think Priest is holding this title, at this uh, Money in the Bank that long? It doesn't feel like he's going to be holding this for months and months. It feels like if he doesn't cash in a SummerSlam, it's soon thereafter. It feels like this is, he's the champion sooner rather
1: than later. To me. So then let me bounce off that to you. Yeah. Do you think. If Damian Priest cashes in successfully, whether it's on Finn, whether it's on Seth Rollins, do you think that it does the title disservice and Seth Rollins disservice because they're trying to build this title up?
0: No, because the money in the bank has always been um, that thing. Cause I, it's just, it's one of those, like, I am curious to see, cause I think Seth has done all he can with this championship. Um, but it just like, to me, especially if he just beats Finn and like fends off priest, it's like, okay. It's like, but if he isn't going to wrestle Cody at some point for that championship, I don't feel like it's all, it's going to really feel special, but in a weird way, like a changing of the title and putting it in a group like judgment day and have priest and Rhea holding those world heavyweight championships side by side, that would be a pretty cool visual and actually might be better for the title. As weird as that is to say, it just, it's, I don't know that this, the Seth thing is always just complicated. Because obviously we know like if Roman didn't exist, Seth would have been a million times more champion during this reign. Yada, yada. I agree with that. I don't disagree with that. But in, until he like beats Cody for it, it's just like it's always going to feel kind of like that to me. So I honestly – a priest cashing in after a banner of a match.
1: Our boy Danny says Dom's a convicted criminal. He's going to steal the briefcase.
0: I. I mean that's a pretty damn good hope. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I want Donald's champ. Why not? I mean, why not, right? <laughs> the other thing that he I might be I,
0: winning a championship right now in NXT. Who knows? We're not who watching. knows?
1: I doubt it very much, so because I Wesley's do. on a fucking tear. But I will say another thing that I wanted to point out here was: is it weird if this whole cash in thing doesn't happen, like happen at all? Like it, to you, like is it weird if they hold on it.
0: to it? No, I know no, about you know, it. It's I don't know. I. I, th- I just – the way this story is, especially if this is going to be the last, unless if they have more Finn Seth planned after SummerSlam, it, it's such a part of this story and, like, like Damian with both these guys that I feel like it wh- – either for better or for worse, it has to happen either at SummerSlam or the night after. You know what I mean? It just it feels like the timing, it has to happen.
1: Okay. That's fair. I don't, I-, I don't
0: think they can afford another failed cash in either, so I pre- think Priest has to become champ when they do it.
1: I've mean, I, been too would, many cash Cashins lately with guys that were on the cusp. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, moving on, is there anything else that you want to talk about or you want to get right into the heat? Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. What do you got? Oh, no, you go first. This is your segment. Okay, fine. I will say this much. I was super, super interested and also not interested at the same time with this Bianca Charlotte thing. And then it was just like, it was like, it was fine. And Charlotte was like, I'm leaving. I'll, I'll, respectfully, I, I'll be first in line. And then she leaves and then she uses the cash. And she's like, on second thought. And then, of course, we get to the fucking the main event where it's fucking, woo, woo, woo. EO has a ticket. Bailey's there. Fucking Schma's left. Schma's life. You know, hook left. Hook right. And then, <laughs> literally, my notes just say, woman's main event Schma's. That's, <laughs> that's all it hilarious. is. And it was just like, okay, failed cash. And we get it. But then I, all I could think about was like, I understand that the wrestling on Fox or USA is a commercial for the pay-per-view or for the event that's taking place or whatever. But at some point this jerking off of like not doing anything and, and not having a completed thing bothers me. Like I know it's coming. I know it's there, but I just don't like the execution of it at all. Like I, and I, I think of like, like instead of it being just Charlotte and Oscar, or just Belair and Oscar, or Io and Oscar, it's gonna be some fucking cockamamie thing. Or it's, it's a, a triple threat. Triple threat,
0: threat, 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 some triple threat
1: yeah. for an easy way for fucking Oscar to somebody. retain. Somebody Oscar to retain, or even Io to cash in and fucking take it mid match or whatever. Like there's so many things that could happen here yeah i
0: the, i think the biggest issue i have with this is just like and it's a weird thing to say because i'm okay with it sometimes but in this situation this whole thing's so, so predictable so it just feels like we're just like going through the motions with how we're booking it like every little move they have made so far is so predictable we knew we were headed to a triple threat with bianca and charlotte we knew that eo's going to be teasing a cash in. we know bailey's going to fuck it up at every turn which hopefully bailey isn't seriously injured there was a video going around of her getting her at a live event i haven't seen an update i have no idea but that would suck because Bailey's a stud and we just got her back. It feels like, uh, but it just, I don't know. It f- the eel one feels to me like there's more legs with her having that for a long time. Been continuing to work on the storyline with Bailey. And if eventually Dakota comes back and they mix her into kind of the fray, I think there's more meat on that bone than the priest one to kind of have her hold that briefcase for a while. And I do think the money is probably for her to cash in on Asuka and finally really have that feud well, Bianca and Charlotte are doing whatever, but I, it's just, I don't know. For me, it's just like every step of the way in this feud, since Asuka's become the champion, it has been, besides the Charlotte initial return, everything since that point is just like, literally, if you wrote a script that has gone exactly to the script, which again, like sometimes that's okay, but it's just like, I think it just, the problem is when I'm watching, it's just like, I'm watching, it's like, I'm just going through the motions. I feel like I don't have to pay attention because they're not giving me anything extra. And a lot of the times when you do something that is a very predictable, like storyline from A to B to C to D, which we've seen a million times, you gotta throw little curveballs here. And they haven't done that at all. And I think that's part of the reason why it hasn't had our attention.
1: That's fair. I I I'm on SmackDown, I'm always confused. Like in general, it feels like they're doing a good job with certain aspects of SmackDown. It's like bloodline. And after Bloodline, it's like okay, we'll Bloodline do and Grayson
0: Waller. Everything yeah. else is
1: very mid or it, less. It, it's it's very odd, but on to me, I thought Raw was almost a perfect show. Almost
0: like it was Raw's been better all year. If anyone tells you otherwise, they haven't been paying attention. That's been so- my hot take all year. Raw has been better than SmackDown the entire year.
1: I didn't really love the four-way for the United States Championship. I thought it was odd that it was like AJ got called away and cross-beating up the club. I'm like, this is fucking nonsense. I don't give a shit about this at all. And, of course, you know, fucking Santos wins, which, again, Santos is very serviceable, really good guy. This this felt
0: like Grayson's spot, though, especially with how AJ got pulled away. It's like this is the perfect way to have Grayson steal and continue to get that heat. And then also it would set up a potential Grayson Waller, LA Knight. Maybe they just don't want to give that away yet. Um, and Santos is a lot safer and obviously we know Santos is a good wrestler deserving, but I kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat and like he pinned Waller too, which doesn't bother me as much. I know our boy, uh, Danny was like, thought it was weird. I do think it probably wasn't the best decision. You could just have him pin Butch because I mean, Butch is in all these big matches, but it's like, I don't know. He, he just, he doesn't need feel bodies. Like, he doesn't feel deserved though. For a lot of the spots even people as much as I love, always love Pete Dunn slash Butch it doesn't feel like it's been deserved because it's like Sheamus is still the centerpiece of that group. Like and until I think Butch breaks away, it just kind of is. And it just, it feels like he's just being given opportunities. because so we know triple H loves him, which is never good for some, a baby face, but I don't know this. It was a weird match. I didn't really love it. The AJ cross thing. It's just like, I know they did them dirty a couple of weeks ago, but that doesn't mean I want to see it again. I
1: don't know. It, it's, it's tough. It's definitely very, very tough. The other thing that I wanted to bring up, which again, I didn't necessarily, I called something was going to happen. I did not for the life of me think this was going to happen the way it went down. And I really was bummed that we didn't get our hair versus hair match, but obviously after finding out why she did it, kudos to her, hope her sister fights her battle and stuff. But when I saw Shotzi shave her head, I was like, before I knew it was the real reason I was like, no, what are you doing I'm 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 missing my opportunity here, but I get the promo made sense, but it was just such a bummer. And then like, you find out and you're like, okay, fine. Like I, that's, that's an admirable thing to do. And that makes me like her even more. But I was just like, ah, you could have like, if you knew that was going to be a thing, why not make some money off of it? You know what I mean? Like that's the way I look at it. Like anything in wrestling can be made into money in my opinion, if you do it correctly. And when I saw that, I was just like, I felt like it was a slight waste of opportunity there. But again, obvious she should do to to help her sister. I get it.
0: You've been begging for a hair versus hair match. It feels like since we started this podcast, someday you'll get one. You've got nine for nine matches. You haven't got hair versus hair. There'll be one again someday. And honestly, like I was, when you were talking, I was like, oh my God, you know who's someone who they could do in a hair versus hair match someday? and it would fucking work because he's a heel and he has an ugly haircut, but it works, is fucking Dom. Oh, yeah. Dom has a loser in a hair versus hair match and him getting his head, his freaking mullet shaved by whatever way it's like with his dad for a hair versus mask or something down the line or something yeah.
1: like I could see that. Maybe that's how you get your hair versus hair someday. I just, I think the women deserve something like that. And so I guess we can trans, you know, or springboard over to uh, this Becky ms tv i thought ms did a great job on ms tv part
0: the ms and becky part was
1: good, it's good. like yeah, becky and the
0: Miz was fucking i loved it i was like this is great this is the becky lynch of why she got over it. her not being scared of going after men and emasculating the Miz." like that is good
1: but the minute that trish and zoe came out that thing fucking tanked into the fucking floor i will say at least the one glimmer of hope in this entire thing for me was like at least this promo was the first time. And again, maybe it's because I was in a good mood, whatever. But I watched it and I went, oh, now I connect the dots. Like Becky Lynch has been struggling this whole time. So she's struggling to beat these women. Like th- it took me like forever. She
0: needs
1: but it was just like it was so hard for me to watch it because I was just like they led me to like a horse to water for weeks and I didn't care. And I did it, and I'm like, oh, at least it makes sense. And then it fucking happened, and I'm like, people are tripping over their goddamn words. Zoe's, like, interjecting when she shouldn't be. It was just like... She I was, was fucking there. terrible in this segment. Was... I know Guthrie's, like,
0: fucking obsessed because Trish said she was a rising star. I'm like, yeah, if you have to tell people that, i means she's not. But that's why I way. Zoe, this was the worst I think Zoe's been on the main roster. That segment, she was fucking awful. She didn't
1: know what the fuck she was doing. I will say, I will say, I know it's not going to happen. Here's a bonus hope from Nestlemania. If we can't get her hair versus hair match, the oh idea God. of someone getting a tattoo is awesome. I think that on her awesome. chest. Do
0: you think she's gonna get? Thank no, you. Not Trish, in her on her chest. Kiss. No, 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 no. That's no, what's no, the stipulation. No, I
1: know, but I'm just saying, like, if Trish loses and has to get a fucking like the man on her butt or something, like that'd be hysterical. Oh God, I know man, it's not gonna stupid. happen. You're thinking I'm, with your dipstick, Jimmy. I know, right? Dipstick, but it's just it's to me like they should have had it. a a tattoo thing. They never did. You just want people's body and hair being mutilated. I'm not mutilated. I just, (laughs) I know sometimes you need a little ha ha gaga to Uh. break up the monotony of all these fucking, we have a personal vendetta shit. Like I I, I'm, I'm all in for it, but you gotta get me interested. And I think they've done a good job of making me not interested. (laughs) If I can, I I don't give a shit. It's just, it's one of those like, cause I'm literally every week I'm watching. I'm just like, It's
0: two-on-one. It's two-on-one. Becky needs an equalizer. This fucking feud started with Lita. They're probably going to set up Becky, Trish, two or three, whatever it is at SummerSlam, and Lita's going to come back and help her win. It'll set up a tag match at the next pay-per-view, and then hopefully we can move on from this goddamn bullshit. Zoe's going to get a thank
1: you Guthrie tattoo. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you, Danny. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that was awesome. That might be the line of the night so far. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about that was pretty heat-worthy?
0: Um, I'm curious your take because um, I know you were, you were clamoring for Bronson Reed and Nakamura to get their payoff, and they did, and they had, obviously, Champ is upset because Reed cost him, but then Nakamura kind of teases a heel turn because he's frustrated. So I'm just curious your take on there because, obviously, like we just kind of got like Shin as like – uh that back to being like repackaged as the baby face whatever now they're doing this so i'm i'm curious what
1: your take on all this nonsense is i don't know what to think anymore because i I, the minute i saw a big bronson Reed, i just started chuckling like the rest of us who is he just like, yeah it's like it's like hmm we can't come up with anything at all let's call him big like cause a alliteration we love wasn't he the
0: colossal like a week ago that's such yeah. a better word
1: yeah i just anything like tsunami like Literally, the tidal wave. Anything you could do, the natural disaster. I anything would be better than just big. It's almost as bad as like stamping on a new tag team, being like the new middle. You know, not middle six express. then the new you know uh, midnight express or like the new Hardy Boys or what. Like you can't do the new anything. Big is just as stupid. It's just like a big dumbass stamp, being like, what about the Bronson Reed experience? That's fine. I no, okay it's not. I'm making fun of the Viking experience. I would rather the Bronson Reed experience than Big Bronson Reed. Oh, I would Because it's just ridiculous. Go I'm Finkel. I'm li- starting to like Bronson Reed, too. It's like, Scott, what are we doing? Oh, we see. Uh, Go Finkel says, Bronson Reed didn't tsunami Nakamura because that would have been racist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, thank you, Finkel. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: I love it. You just read the comments without reading them. It's the best part.
1: Well, whatever he said it,
0: not me. Yeah. Well, I whatever. mean, look, I, I just, I don't, the Nakamura thing's weird. Um, I mean, maybe this is what he needs is to be a little more badass. but obviously like, it just like now we have Champa feuding with both of them, which kind of takes him away from the Miz because obviously on Miz TV, the one thing we didn't mention is he continues to mention Pat McAfee. So I would expect that to be a little squash at SummerSlam where the Miz gets his ass beat again uh, and maybe that's why he got the big win last week. But it just like it's – so it feels like we're putting Ms. Champa on pause while Champa goes and plays with Bronson Reed and now plays with Nakamura until they reconvene after. So, I don't know. It's just like it's one of those things because obviously Ricochet was in this and he ping-ponged to Logan Paul. It's just
1: a lot of moving parts here on the upper mid-card of Monday Night Raw. I just I just didn't like it. I mean, across the board, I, I'm like – I get that he's getting edgier, right? Nakamura's getting edgier, and that's fine. But I think – like I was excited seeing his MMA and like the seriousness of what he was. And then it just felt like in the last couple weeks, I just, I don't care. I liked that he snapped at Byron for a second. And then I went, well, is this going to lead anywhere? I don't know. Like he's not going to be Gunther. He's not going to win a championship. He's not going to be a tag team champion. What are we doing with him? He's just kind of floating around. So, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't it's an not good. That. Not great, Bob. So that's no. what it is. Anything else? No. Nope. Nope. You want to get
0: hopeful? glorious you are my only hope i'll go first because mine's short and sweet because i wasn't prepared as usual but uh <laughs> Manny, i'm heading back over to aw because on wednesday tomorrow night we are getting the blind eliminator final with uh we're better than you baby mjf and adam cole like my favorite thing uh against sammy and garcia um obviously i've been saying a lot i want mjf and cole to win and i believe they will you said you think that sammy and garcia could actually win this but To me, um, the reason why I'm making this my hope and why I want MJF and Adam Cole to win here is because I want them to bleed a little more out of this A, but it's also B, there's the other part of it where it's like we never got that MJF FTR payoff, and the winner of this Blind Eliminator final gets a shot at the tag titles, I think two weeks in collision or something like that, so... I think we could kind of, cause then we could get a segment, obviously like whether it's on collision this week or next week or whatever with MJF going up with FTR, kind of giving us that pinnacle payoff we never got between them, but it's also just like this MJF Adam Cole thing is so good. It's so good. And obviously you always want to like get out before, you know, it turns, but I just, it doesn't feel like it's turning yet. So even those couple extra weeks, I just want it. It's just a selfish show. JC wants to be entertained a few more weeks with uh, we're better than you, baby. So uh, I want them to win the blind eliminator final. Uh, Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag
1: JC's hopes come true. I think you're probably right. They probably will win. I'm wrong about everything anyway. (laughs) But all I can think about is they keep teasing that goddamn double clothesline and they have to hit it. And I think the other thing about them. Tomorrow's the night. So here's my other thing, too, is what I love about Adam Cole and MJF is that they didn't really wrestle last week. They kind of just like did nonsense. They wrestled very old schoolish. There wasn't anything flying around or anything like hard to do. It was like simple 80s wrestling. It was very easy and it was easy to digest. And all I could think about was more people need to do that. More people need to see that you don't need to do all these fucking things. And the reason why we love it so much is because they're not really doing anything. That's kind of
0: how MJF style, like we know he can do the moves and then he does them. That's why we're not surprised. But a lot of his matches, like it always, they're so character driven. And that's part of the reason why I think he's so good and effective.
1: Yeah. All right. My hope is a, a kind of a different kind of thing. I'm thinking about this from pretty deadly's point of view. We found out that Elton Prince has a separated shoulder, which will be out, I think four to six weeks. Maybe my hope here is that they do not keep them off television. They continue to keep them on television. Give them some talking segments, give them some backstage segments. Hell, have Kit Wilson wrestle singles and just get squashed. I don't care. But I think the the more important thing here is, is that pretty deadly stays in our brains and our minds. It can be like Randy Orton's Separated Shoulder where he was had the RNN with the Randy News Network, and I'm 60% healed, whatever they want to do. But I think keeping pretty deadly doing what they do best in the backstage stuff is important going forward because, to me, they are the top-tier tag team that can take the titles away uh, from KO and Sammy if it's not the Usos, obviously. So I think they are the tag team to watch, and it sucks that he got hurt. Uh, Obviously not Rich's fault. But I think even giving them a talk segment, I know we got the Grayson Waller effect, you don't want to cross-pollinate there, but it would be interesting just to have pretty deadly doing talking things, whether they're doing commentary. Anything, because that's what they do the best. They talk. They antagonize. So that's my hope. Please, please keep them on our TVs, even if in a small portion, because they are very important to the growth of the tag team division. That's my hope. I agree. The backstage stuff is is definitely a
0: no-brainer, and if they do have a match, you're going to have Kiko out there and whatever. I think that's that's a very good call, especially because they are so new, and much like Grayson Waller, SmackDown has made it a point to feature them, so... There's plenty of things you can do and have them mix it up and yuck yuck in the back. So that's a good one. But Nestlemania, we're going to a comeback. You know what? I'm gonna be nice this week. I'm gonna let you go first. My comeback goes to
1: Bobby Lashley. And what? What the I fuck? Have-
0: I let you go first and you steal my comeback?
1: I mean, well, can <sighs> I say? Typical. I, typical. I, so listen, it's not my fault that you let me go first. So technically, that's, I would I just mean, look like a jackass. So I will say this much. Yeah. So so if if that's your comeback and that's my comeback, what we should do here instead because i don't want you to get hot at me because god knows you get hot i'm gonna hurt you yeah so here's uh so here's what we should do jc instead let's do some business okay so we think the logical standpoint here is that the hurt business or some type of version of a faction is coming i don't think it's going to be just lashley and the prophets though i feel like there's going to be a couple of people added to this roster or, or added this faction excuse me so let's play a quick game instead. For this, okay. I want since I went first with the hope. I'm sorry, with the comeback. I will let you kind of discuss who you would like to see in this entire faction going forward.
0: Well, the obvious question is: Is this linked with MVP and Omas? Because obviously, we haven't seen them in a long time. Omas is in that free agent; we can do whatever the fuck he wants. Obviously, they've teased it. Uh, with MVP especially, of getting back together. So I think that's where you have to start is uh, number one. And I think we've always kind of liked the idea of MVP being connected to the Street Profits too. Um, But I just – I don't know. I have a feeling this might be a separate entity, um, and they might kind of keep it away, and this might be more of a Bobby run thing. But, yeah, I do – they definitely – it does feel like they'll add more. I don't know – I don't have any specifics of who it could be. I have some ideas. Obviously, Shelty and Cedric always come to mind, but they've kind of been connected before, and I feel like this is a new Bobby group. And it's one of those, do we think they add another like singles guy, or do we think they dip into the woman pool?
1: So to me, I don't think it'll happen. But I, again, this is if I was booking it. I would love to see I, – I, I don't think they can take Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits and make them heels. I don't think that's the case here. I think they're what they're going to do is give them a little bit more of an edge, like paint them with a darker brush yes. here and make them more professionals and not so much the ha-ha from the Profits and make them more Bobby Lashley-ish, where it's they're taken seriously. They're hard workers. They, they kick some ass, which, again, we know they can do. But I think having them hit that gear, because we know they can do the ha-ha. We know they can do the stuff. But I think having them get that, serious gear is very important to the longevity of the tag team, as well as taking both of them seriously after they eventually go into singles runs at some point, not saying breaking up, but at some point I will say this on piggybacking off of that, I wouldn't mind if they're not going to go heel and they're just going to be more edgier and more and, and have a different character. Why not throw a Bianca Belair in there? Because I think she can still be a baby face. She can still get the crowd behind her, but I think changing up her gimmick a little bit and having some type of evolution there Wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for her because then she can get into, you know, maybe she's more of a business, you know, woman. And I think that's important because I'm not saying she's a tier below Charlotte. She's not. But I think there's something about Charlotte that she needs the next step in evolution. I think this could be a good fit. I agree. Yeah. So I think that's the hardest part is that we know she's John Cena. We know she's the fucking superstar. But. She needs something. She needs a new fresh coat, as they say. You know, she needs something like new. She needs some type of advancement for her because I think she's done more with what she's done with the EST. And she can still be the EST, but just, just something new for her. And More honestly, of that
0: edge she had NXT, I think. Not necessarily
1: heel, like you said, but more of like that attitude. The other thing I wanted to say was I could foresee somebody like a Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes being brought up in there. I could see all sorts of people that aren't <laughs> being used, though. So the, the
0: trick in Mello thing is tough for me because I think like mellow has to be enough of a deal where he's on his own. But okay, I don't know. If you expand the universe a little bit and you get Bianca in there, and maybe she needs some henchmen. I mean, I think Electra Lopez and Lola Vice would work well in this faction here. Get my girl Lola on TV. Is she even ready for
1: prime time? I don't even oh, think so. Ha- in the rain, probably not, but no, no, of course I not. I mean, but, but you so on. so here's something to jump off of, right? Like maybe Shotzi's getting a new persona, right? Maybe that could be something interesting again, as long as we don't know if it's going to be a specific kind of, I think Bianca makes the most sense. I'm glad you brought that up because that wasn't
0: really on my radar, but I think, especially if they have to get her away from the title for a little bit, this is a good way to keep her involved. Okay. Well, that's what I would say. I'm awesome. What can I say? You're not, but we're going to go to the big old finish on SmackDown this week. We have the second Fatal 4-Way for number one contendership for the U.S. title. <laughs> yeah, L.A. Knight takes on Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, and Cameron Grimes is the one I forgot in WrestleMania. Well, That's everything there. you
1: need to know. <laughs> yep. L.A. Knight, is he your pick too? I would think so, but again, I don't like Baby Baby. I just don't. I, I. It's well, hard it's weird because L.A.
0: Knight, like he's treated like a baby face, but he doesn't really act like one. So it's one of those they can get away with it for now. I, and I would, also I don't mind number one contender matches if I think that's the rare situation where you can get heel versus heel and baby versus baby because there, there's a meaning for the match. So I think you just get it. And then naturally during the match, someone acts more one way than the other, but
1: I wouldn't be surprised if LA Knight wins, but I feel like there is a very real chance that they would put Santos in that position to win a SummerSlam or be in SummerSlam first. Or
0: se. lose to Theory, give Theory a signature win. I some I don't, I don't I, think Santos win the US
1: title. He could, I guess, but I don't know. I
0: don't or
1: bust. I, I think it's a great idea to give Ellen the, the championship, but we'll see. I I, I can see a world where where they love Santos enough, they're like, here, do that. So
0: I don't know. We know Butch and Santos are huge Triple H guys, hence why they just keep getting forced in these positions. But even then, I we agree, I think we all agree that they're good. It's just I don't know. It doesn't feel like they're ready for prime time. The other thing announced for SmackDown WrestleMania is the rules of engagement with Roman Reigns making his return, likely to set up whatever this
1: match of SummerSlam is going to be. Was this gonna be like no hitting below the belt? Don't hit me in the face, shit. Like, wh- what are they doing here? Like, Fucking no solo, know, no whatever. I I honestly I don't think it's gonna happen, but what if Jay Uso's the guy? Like,
0: here's so people people are getting hot and bothered because you see the fast lane poster. Yeah, did you see it? I, I saw I guy, it. Cody Rhodes, second guy, Jay Uso. Yeah, so- Roman Reigns wasn't on the poster, neither was Jimmy Uso. So, I mean that tells you right there, like. Number one babyface in the company, number two babyface in the company. Neither are
1: champions right now, but so here's says a lot we, about Jay Uso. We didn't talk about this, uh, in the show and uh, the regular part of the shine. I, I should have said this. I thought that the, the Jay having to fight through the crowd in terms of what he said and they what him, he did a fantastic job. I think he broke the equation in He's terms done of that how before. To- but he's Wayless he figured rolling, out like, how. But but here's the thing: he figured out how to cut out the what chance, which to most people is incredibly difficult to do. But he did a two people who do job. it well.
0: Do you know who the other one is? We've talked about her a lot in this program. There's one other person who does it really well, and that's Charlotte Flair. Those two have have been masters of it. And I'll say this with the Jay thing because I'm glad you brought that up because he literally stopped them from chanting it, and then he went to get to a second part of the promo, and he was pausing and he was like. He was like
1: expecting them to still do it and they weren't. So eventually they started doing it again. But it's like, he did such a good job that it fucked him up a little bit. Right. But the thing, the thing that I wanted to point out was like, I think there's the equation there. You play with them a little bit. Oh yeah. You have to, you you took, and then you let them, you you tickle them. Uh, And then, so you, you do that. But like, I just, all I could think about was they did the what chant. He played it. He took his time. And then once he started screaming, It was like there was no reason to do it. It made perfect fucking sense. And I think that people need to realize that shit. Play with the crowd. Let them acknowledge that they're having a fun time. And then wait a second. Change your cadence and then start screaming. It worked. It fucking, it was beautiful. And the other thing was, once that happened, then Solo and and the Heyman thing came out. And they put fucking, Heyman getting a super kick. Heyman never gets physical. The fact, like, they put him over the fucking moon on that thing. I was just like, this is so much better than i expected and again i don't think he's gonna win but if he does they have set him up to be a fucking big deal and especially where they gave him a new shirt that says the real chief and i was just yeah. like mm. he's a big deal regardless and i thought like
0: them that fascinating poster was telling because that means that they f- have faith in it too again i'm with you i don't think he's winning but i just like that there's that little little seat of doubt Little bit like for would me, it's be, like
1: 0.001%. Chance. So, as a Cody honk, would you actually be upset if Jay wins? <sighs> Upset's not
0: the right word, disappointed uh, because no, disappointed is not the right word either because that would that would like um negate kind of how I feel about Jay Uso and how much I think he deserves the world and how much I fucking love the Usos and think they're amazing. So, those aren't the right words for it, but it would be weird because for cody to finish the story and like the way it felt last year to not beat roman Reigns to finish the story it just like it's like well then if 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 jay uso beats roman and jay uso is the champ then what has to happen is jay uso has to drop the title to like fucking seth rollins so cody can take it from him because like for me like the story with cody is it's obviously mainly about the title but it's also about who he takes it from it has to feel like it's a big deal and So it would just kind of like set, it would set that back in terms of that, but I can't say it would be upsetting or disappointing because that would be unfair to how I feel about Jey Uso and how fucking deserving I think he is and how cool, like there is part of me that'd be like, that would be really cool. It's just like, I don't know if it's the right call, uh, but
1: it, I mean, it would, it would certainly be a moment. So let me, let me throw this wrench in here. Roman Reigns loses. Jay, jay Uso wins becomes your new undisputed heavyweight champion whatever you want to call it universal champion does he get all three belts or only and the then one? he gets cashed in on immediately
0: but damian priest oh my god that'd be terrible right that not nah, be fucking awful that would, uh, be, that I would mean, be fucking
1: terrible i just i don't think it's gonna happen that'd because be then it then, then it fucks roman up too like you, you really it fucks everything that. up, that'd be awful but like i feel like they could fuck that up too like there's so yeah, much about it this right just then. seems weird That'd but I, but thing. they do make you they do make you think that Jey Uso has a real shot, you know, and the fact that real like,
0: real real isn't the right word. Point oh 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 one percent chance, but that's greater than zero,
1: which is how I felt. But the, first here's here's the other thing too is like they made him into a superhero in a, in that promo yeah. where they like Heyman called him. He's like, you want to be the protector of children, and I was just like, I'm in, I'm fucking in. Strap the fucking cape on him, fucking call him Batman. I'm in. Like fucking, let's do this. Like the fact that he's the protector of the fucking. The fucking tribal children, like the fucking Usman. Like, if he is Usman, I'm in. Like, flying Usos, baby. Let's fucking go. Like, I I was sitting there going, they did a masterful job painting this guy as the fucking baby face. And then he fucking beats up Heyman. So I was just like, I'm in. I'm I, I'm so sold on this fucking thing. <laughs> I'll be curious next week. I'll be curious on Friday to see how it goes. I really will. Yeah, but- it's
0: an interesting segment. So we'll see how that goes on Raw. We have Drew McIntyre returning to answer Gunther's challenge. So that'll be the match. SummerSlam. We also have the fucking tattoo on the
1: tits match. Becky versus Zoe. I mean, no regrets, right? That's what we should get as a tattoo. <laughs> not even <laughs> one, one letter. Not even one letter. Um, oh, no, way. but I I just God damn it. I just want that tattoo match. I really do. It'd be hysterical. Hysterical. I'm oh, oh not going
0: to fucking no, happen. Hey, let's go to AW. I'm not talking about t- tattooed tits anymore. Uh, t- on tattoo. Dynamite. It is in Boston this week. I don't believe either of us are going because I'm going to Maine oh. right now the next day on my little excursion. So you won't see me next week. And Nestle, are you going Wednesday?
1: I am not. But there is another Nestle and another tough talk man that oh. will be there. Don't tell Moxley. The, uh, well, there, I think... I think they're far enough away that Moxley's not gonna beat up Kenny Moxley's nestle not gonna again. kick him again. that poor yeah. bastard fucking get kicked in the nuts again uh yeah. but there there are there is a nestle and there is a tough talk, Tony Spencer, so I think I will be told all sorts of fun stuff when they get there. I don't know their seats exactly. I was supposed to go, but unfortunately, I have a family engagement tomorrow, so it's way more important um. So have yeah, fun. Someday, and fun and someday
0: we'll get back to AEW again and we'll get to ask why Heyman has pyro. But I, I would literally, I think we've
1: both missed like the last, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Danny, Danny. Oh,
0: certain, the best nestle.
1: The, there are certain rules in this, 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 this household. We don't, we don't say we don't call me negative nestle and we don't say that Kenny's the best nestle. Okay. So if you do that, I would love for you. I would love for you to, to uh, say that to my face. All right. That's all I'm saying. All right. Oh, I get a little well, I get I, I, I get a little I get a little irked when people think that my brother is the better Nestle. All right. That's all I gotta say. And he's probably <laughs> listening to this chuckling when he listens to hey, it. Hey Nestle, so. I hate
0: to tell you now you got twins. There's a lot of better nestles than you now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Danny, Danny becoming full <laughs> baby face. Kenny, the tribal chief of the Nestle family. You know what, Danny? Acknowledge Danny, him. Listen, Danny, you know what? You know what? I cannot believe. That I thought you were my friend. That that is the most hurtful <laughs> comment that you've ever said to me. You can call me a shamer all you want, but when you you're, say my brother is a tribal chief, you're you're a tribal chief shamer.
0: You think no you one. you want to be Jey Uso so bad, but little do you realize you're not. you're not. I am
1: I am the patriarch of the Nestlemania. No, you the but Uso isn't even signed to WWE. You know what? You know what, Danny? I he said. Now Danny says I acknowledge Kenny. Thank you, thank you, Danny. I hope, I hope, I hope this helps. I hope this really helps you understand that you and I have got some heat now. Seriously heat. All right. Well, maybe you guys can have a
0: blood and guts match. Cause that is what is happening on Wednesday in Boston between the fucking Blackpool cuckhead clubs with the Tanahashi's and the, whatever the fuck taking on the uh, elite it. with Kota the Keshe- Ibushi. It's, it's the Keshe- Keshe- I, yeah. I said the wrong name. My bad, but this match is a fucking shit show and it is going to be blood and guts in Boston. And
1: honestly, even if I could go, I find these matches repulsive, so I don't even know if I'd want to kill So here's my, here's my hot take, right? And this is where I know that Conway is going to fucking kill me. But the minute I heard Abushi, I went, I know all the AEW guys are going to be like, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? But all I could think about was, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? I'm sorry. Like, it's not that big of a fucking deal. I'm sorry. It's just not. You want to know why the golden elite's gonna win? Then what? Then what? Unless Abushi turns on Kenny Omega and comes part of Don Callis's family, I don't give a flying. Actually, that's fuck. probably what they should do. They should do. They won't do it because they don't have enough nuts to do it. You want to know why? Because everybody loves bushi. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. It's not that big of a fucking deal unless he turns. I'm hey, sorry. He's in the Cruiserweight not- Classic. Ooh, sorry. I knew that would get you going. Oh my god! Uh, but that's am... not the only thing on Wednesday. Uh... You just upset <laughs> Don, Dom, by the way. I know. JC calling the War Games trash. But blood and guts. It it's disgusting. I like War Games. Not blood Hold and on. guts. Hold on. Hold on. Can I just? I like yeah. the PG version of War Games. Can I just? Can I just ask really quickly if it's yeah. blood and guts? I'm not asking to see physical guts spill out, but it's just like saying blood and guts just seems irresponsible. I'm just Gross. saying. It's it, and, and, and as a as a person that has worked in production much like yourself joshua what who? exactly who the fuck is josh sorry um ooh, uh. do you think ooh, that, uh. do, ooh, do you think that uh the the sponsors may not actually be a part of something that it calls like does it deter sponsors <sighs> from blood but and out, it's i don't know it's it's gross
0: it's a gross name dom okay i like war games matches but calling it blood and guts and you know moxie's gonna be fucking blading every part of his body like he's fucking oh my god i just like these matches are fucking i just every time they're on i just came and watched they're just not nuts. i know i'm pissing off a lot of people because a lot of people are like <laughs> I'll, say I'll
1: say this much this match doesn't end until someone falls off the cage right like that's Probably pretty not. much that's it that's it the end yeah gross
0: uh we also have other things on this we talked about the blind eliminator final mjf and adam cole Bay. uh we both uh i think you flip-flopped and are now picking them to win
1: i don't want them to win because I. you're think, an idiot well yeah obviously but besides that i think that there's more beneficial for sammy and dan nah. you know dan garcia but uh obviously they gotta ride the hot streak so
0: I think we're 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 the days are numbered for the Jericho Appreciation Society. So if those two on a tag team, they're feuding, and I have a feeling they might be feuding. Uh the other thing on Dynamite is we have the payoff for the FTW championship between Mr. Hook and Mr. I can't cut a promo still. Jungle Boy Jack
1: Jackass. Listen. Unless this is happening in Jungle Boy's bedroom with his girlfriend, he ain't fucking going over. You know what I mean? He's on vacation, it seems like, if you follow on Instagram. Not listen, that listen, listen. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, to me, is the biggest waste of my television time. Oh, wow. There's a lot of wasted space on Dynamite. But to me, when I see him in his car and then fucking watching Hook be like, I don't have a hoodie on. Otherwise, I'd fucking do it. He's like... He fucking sits there and he does. He's like, it's like he does this every fucking two minutes. And he just goes. Touches his nose. He's like, I must be hanging out with Tony or something. But it's just like he he does this fucking thing. And he goes, he goes, he's like, hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. I'm going to beat you. And be like, fucking come on, Marge. Those you not
0: watching the video.
1: <laughs> come on, Marge. Come on, Marge, let's pile the fucking kids in the van because this one's selling the tickets. Get the fuck out of here. You know what's selling tickets? Fucking 10 men jumping off a fucking cage. That's all it is. (sighs) Fucking watch the casplats. The casplats everywhere. I'm done. I'm done with this. Give me, give me collision. I'm a collider through and through. I don't I'm care. so I mean, proud of you. Welcome to the party, baby. I don't uh, give a but shit about it. I don't
0: know anything booked for collision this week. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I do have a match on Rampage. We have a six-man tag between everyone loves the acclaimed and QTV. I will I say,
1: actually this like this I actually like this feud. Harley Harley Cameron to me can sports be sports entertainment. Baby She's sports entertainment. She's a better rapper than the whole acclaimed thing. I, I- that
0: video was super hot fire. She deserves all the credit in the world. And honestly, as Way much more as we- talent than her husband, who's a free agent and never booked on any shows. Zion?
1: Is yeah. that her husband? At Zion? least
0: Von Wagner's still in NXT. Zion Quinn was in the Battle Royal. Hey,
1: Zion year. Quinn was never as over as Wagner is right now in NXT. I was just like- Oh, no, hey, you're man. 100% right. Because Zion Quinn was never over, period. Never over. It sucks. He has a look. Yeah. I mean, people dude- want him in the bloodline at one point. Yeah, that dude was fucking To do what? Stacked. Be the carpet? No, you know, I mean, Whatever. But yeah, QTV. I, I, I'm starting to grow on QT Marshall a little bit, which I did not. Hey, I gave him
0: my comeback like a month ago, man. This it works, and now they have Johnny TV, which fits perfectly with QTV. I still don't like that idiot dweeb they have.
1: Oh, uh, Bailey's ex-boyfriend. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't do anything for me, but. I mean QT Marshall, I have a feeling he has a big hand in collision too. So QT Marshall might be the fucking comeback of the year. I might have to put that in the knockers. No longer a
1: j- from jobber to comeback of the yeah, year. Yeah. What a wow. stud.
0: I well, he was nominated for the worst to get him off my TV award last year. So yeah.
1: Well that's because he was feeding with Big Show. Now it's Jeff ago. Jarrett. Oh Jesus. Been- <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Jesus Christ. Anything else? No. Okay, like crazy. I said, I
0: I don't I don't remember them saying anything for a collision. I maybe I wasn't paying attention, I don't know, but
1: well, it's gonna, gonna, gonna take a fucking hour. Saturday, blood, Saturday, blood and guts,
0: Saturday, an hour. Saturday. Yep. Saturday. You just better than Wednesday, Wednesday.
1: It's Saturday. Saturday's a night for fighting. Yep. Supposedly. Oh, but before we go. Did you did you get upset that Ricky Starks won by uh, pulling the tights? Because that no, upset the, me.
0: It upset You see, I called Ricky Starks winning from the beginning. So no, the I heel stuff, the heel stuff. Oh, you know, I don't mind it because look it, I love Ricky Starks, but the best Ricky Starks is, is when he has an edge. So you know what? Every now and then you need a baby face who's willing to cheat. And I mean, they're going to protect punk as much as they can. He can't protect himself because he fucking sucks in the ring. <laughs> Surprised he didn't bring that up. But I mean, Ricky <laughs> I Starks, Ricky Starks should be, if there's ever, and the, I'm not comparing this, but if there's ever someone, who should be like Eddie Guerrero was it's Ricky Starks because he looks like a little shithead, but we love him and he's so fucking good. He's the
1: good guy that should cheat because he's fucking cool enough to do it. And we don't care. And we'll leave you with this. Danny says Saturday collision equals Kenny dynamite is Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> on that note. As I go get a ticket to go into London, to smack Hey, just be up- glad you're not rampage. I know. Right. He- <laughs> Or better yet, he'd call me Roh Wrestling. Whatever. Oh boy, thing. I'm just saying. What, what? I I can't. I just. I don't even know what. I don't even know what Dom's saying. Well, I fucking love you for so It'd probably whatever. the Ricky Stark stuff. So here's the thing. We're done. I'm done. I hope you enjoy Blood and Guts. We know JC won't be here to to talk about it. Nope. Thank fucking God. I'm off next week. I won't be watching watching any wrestling. I'll watch
0: NXT tonight. I'll watch Dynamite tomorrow for MJF. But after that, I'm off the grid for a week. Maybe if I see you live next week with whoever it is, I'll pop in the chat, but I am going to
1: be off the grid. Danny gave me an idea. Let's just say that much for next week. Oh, okay. So on that note, thank you for listening to the Jabberknocker and watching the Jabberknocker. We'll be back next week with more Jabberknockery, but not on Saturday, Saturday, Saturday,
0: Saturday, Saturday, Saturday.